Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. I wouldn't want to mess with this woman. She's very powerful. The last owner killed all three of her husbands. It hurts so much. I thought I was going to die. It absolutely terrified me. And it's almost like a butchering. In the name of Jesus, you go. Vicious. They're burning them alive. Something bad's going to happen. My name is Amy Allen. There's panic, and it's almost like a butchering. I see dead people. They all died horribly. I speak to dead people. Get out of here! And they speak to me. But there's only one way to know if my findings are real. It doesn't matter where you are, I'll find you. I rely on my partner. I'm Steve DeShavi. I'm a retired New York City homicide detective. This guy's a real piece of work. And I know every person, every house, a secret. I feel like I live in a house of hell. It's my job to reveal them. This is not good. But Steve and I never speak. We never communicate during an investigation. Until the very end. I want my life back. When we uncover if it's safe for you to stay, is he trying to kill her? Or time to get out. Oh my God. This is going to kill us. This is the first time Amy and I are doing an investigation overseas together. We're in Jamaica, a Caribbean island just south of Cuba. Now, the reason we're here is I got a call from a young expat who took over the family business. It's a historic plantation house in Montego Bay. He says the activity's out of control. His employees are scared, guests are running out of the place screaming, and now even his kids are affected. He says if we can't help him, he's gonna pack his things and leave. Before Amy arrives, I clear the area of any leading information. Photographs and artwork can influence her findings, so it's important that I cover or remove them all. 
When I'm finished, the location will be ready for tonight's walk. There's this man. He was treated like a dog. He had a chain, lots of uh, blood. They were setting people on fire. They're burning them alive. You know, pretty brutal. Michael, this is an incredible building, spectacular views. But I assume you guys don't live here because it looks like it's set up as a, like a museum. You're exactly right. It's a museum, but it was um, first was a sugarcane plantation. Okay. And eventually, my father bought this place in the mid-60s and then started uh, restoring this, this Russell Great House. What kind of shape was the place when your father took over? Well, when my father took over, nobody had lived here for, I believe, over 60 years. You'd never know it was the same building. How long have you been running this place? For close to three years now. Before that, I was in banking and I worked in finance actually in New York City. It had been a 50-year uh, you know, passion project for my father and it was very important for me to uphold that legacy. Now, Michael, what kind of things are we talking about that people are experiencing? Um, it really runs the gamut from seeing things to, to, to hearing things, to actually feeling as if they've been touched, to in the worst case, uh, feeling as if they've been pushed. But for me, you know, the final straw, which was my daughter had an experience, she, she was very scared and, and ha had a hard time being around her after that. What about yourself, any experiences? Yes. When I would go up the staircase and start going the rounds to the bedrooms, I felt as if there was a presence there that somebody was on my back. But really, the reason why I called you was I was really worried about the guests, the employees who are here on a regular basis, and, and I'm worried about my kids. Now, has the activity always been bad? Activity didn't pick up till we started doing the night tour. When did the night tour start? The night tour started about two years ago. Okay, so now what kind of tours are we talking it's, about? for the most part, historical. Okay, so people aren't coming in here ghost hunting? No. Okay, so what kind of history are you covering on this tour? The last mistress of the house was Annie Palmer, who supposedly had, within 12 years, killed three husbands and countless slaves and was finally murdered at the house. And she's actually buried over, over on the property right over there. There's this woman, and she's very, um well-groomed. She's so, like, an authority, like, powerful person. She's very in control. I wouldn't want to mess with this woman. Uh, something is going on that is making her very stressed out and angry. She definitely is present here. So, Mrs. Wallace, it's good to meet with you. Likewise. So I was talking to your son. It sounds like you got some problems here. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm curious, what, what actually drew you guys to this place? Well, my husband came for a vacation, and what really impressed him the most were the people. There's just a joie de vivre, a laughter, a, a joy about them. But when Michael came and brought his family, um, I began to think, you know, maybe we should relook at this. Well, your eight-year-old granddaughter seems to have had an experience. Yes, I was shocked. Now, what about yourself? Well, you can be here at night and have the hackles raise on the back of your neck. And I mean, I was on a tour, there were clanging of chains, there were things that were going on that, that absolutely terrified me. Okay, so now, after that happened, did employees come to you with stories? 
Oh, they certainly did. They said, you know, the shutters banged, but they were secured, or floor creaking, floorboards, all kinds of noises, all kinds of things. And I would not have thought I was open to it, but I'm starting to pay a little more attention. There is a man here. I think he went crazy. This guy causes issues with, like, living people. You know, has, like, tantrums. And he'll, like, run into the wall and the door on purpose. I'd say this man is the cause of hundreds of deaths. And it goes back in his family. Like he comes from a line of monsters. Vicious. So, Catherine, I was talking to Daddy, and he told me that you had an experience that scared you. Mm -hmm. is, that, is that right? Mm-hmm. Okay, can you tell me what happened? Well, we were doing the party for the opening of the play that we talk about um, what happened when Andy Palmer was alive. Okay. And I saw somebody out in the top of the window, and she had red lipstick with black markings over her eyes. It could have been somebody that was in the in the building? Mm-mm. Just, just some people at the front bottom. Okay, but not up here? Yeah, not on the top floor. Now, are you afraid of the building? Yeah. I'm never alone when I'm in here. There's another lady. She went nuts. Uh, she went crazy. She, um, <clears throat> is seen lot. And people, male, female kids, will see her around. Like, it's always like she's moving along the wall. She's always, like, slithering. She's kind of, uh, spooking me out a little bit. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. 
And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. After meeting with Michael and his family, I started talking to the employees of Rose Hall. And Mrs. Rollins wasn't kidding. The spirit of honey. Don't find no rest yet. Everyone had experiences to share. My back was to the door, and the door slammed. One that really caught my attention came from a housekeeper named Beckin. A few weeks ago, right down there, in the dungeon, I go to turn off that light over there. And then I feel like somebody holding me around the waist. I say, in the name of Jesus, you go. Now, Beckin, you sure it wouldn't have been one of the other employees playing games with you and grabbing you and then running away? No, nobody was around. So do you think whatever's here is dangerous? Yeah. Crazy lady makes her whole being felt. She doesn't just touch them. She wants to engulf them and make them feel her. She makes you very, very nauseous. It hurts so much. How long have you worked here? I've been here for almost three years. Have you ever had actual experiences? I have many experiences. You have? Yes. Okay, tell me about them. We have a lady that plays Annie. So she stands in Annie Palmer's room at a window looking out at the guests. There was another lady beside her in a nice silhouette, white dress, but there was no face. Okay. Now, is she solid like the actor or is she like misty? Uh, she's misty, she's ghost-like, yeah. Okay. She mimics everything that our Annie does. You mean like her movements? Yes. So what else have you seen? I saw a gentleman, he was black. Okay. And he had some wounds on his skin. What kind of wounds are we talking about? Like a burn or stabbing? Like a whip wound, yes. Okay, so you're assuming that he was a slave at some point? Yes. Okay. Yes. Now he followed me downstairs, and I saw six slaves. I saw one coming from out the dining room, one from out the morning room, one from outside, one from the ballroom. So they were all coming towards me and I couldn't move. The only thing, the one that came downstairs with me, he held my hand. Okay. He held on my hands and he said, come with me. Now, I've been doing this a long time. I've heard a lot of stories, but the slave story you're telling me is pretty out there. I know when it's real from when it's not. Did you take it as something dangerous, or did you take it as...? I thought I was going to die. A lot of the dead here, they're pissed. The things that these dead people do, 
to the living could be kind of justifiable because I think a lot of these people might have been tortured and kidnapped. This was done by the people from here, the dead. And they have these guardians. What are the guardians? I mean, I'd say they're 10, 12 feet tall. They have long legs. They're on all fours. Honestly, I've never seen anything like that, ever, ever, ever. How many are there? There's about six or seven of them. It's like a wall of defense. But they said something like stand back or don't come near here. They're guarding the dead. I think that people would have experiences with them over the years. They're very powerful and dangerous. Do you know if this might affect people that just work here? It would just destroy them. Michael, his mom, and everyone that works at Rose Hole has really bought into the Sandy Palmer legend. You know, it's an incredible story, so I reached out to an author who's written about the property. He's on the island doing research and agreed to meet me and separate fact from fiction. So, Ben, the reason I asked you to help me out on this case is, um, I know you're an expert on this stuff, and I got told the story by my client that I don't know if there's any truth to it. So there was a woman named Annie Palmer who lived here. She killed three of her husbands, as well as countless slaves. And to top it off, they say she's buried right here. Is any of it true? Almost none of it's true. Really? Essentially, the Annie Palmer that people talk about, the one that's supposedly buried here and that lived here, it was a composite of two different women who lived almost a century apart. Okay, so who's the first woman? Well, the very first one was a woman named Rosa Kelly. The most interesting thing is that she had four husbands, and three of them died here on this property. She was on her fourth husband when she died. Okay, so what happened to the previous husbands? The very first one is named Henry Fanning. He was married to her in 1746, and he died within six months. Okay, do we know how he died? Uh, he died young. We don't know exactly how. Okay. You know, this is the tropics. This is, you know, 1700s. People dropped dead of malaria, all sorts of different things. Okay, so people dying young wasn't uncommon. Exactly, exactly. What about the second husband? Who's he? A man named George Ash. And how long does that marriage last? That marriage lasted uh, two years until he himself dies. Now, what about the third husband? The third husband was named Norwood Witter, and he died uh, 12 years after they married. Now, how do we know she didn't murder these people? Well, there's no record that she did. All right, so in between our husbands, who's running the plantation? She was. This is the 1700s. Mm -hmm. I mean, this had to be some woman to take care of a plantation this big. Mm -hmm. You can see how some of the stories might have come about her being very strong-willed uh, and important person. Is it possible she's buried here, Rosa? No, that's not possible. Why is that? Because we know where she was buried. We have records. She's buried in uh, St. James Parish, which isn't too far from here. Okay, so the records show that she died in 1790. How old was she by then? 72. So it's, this is not her. There may be somebody buried here, but it ain't her. This lady is way back. I want to go back to like, like 1700s. 
I'm seeing the powerful, angry woman again, and this time she's telling me about her life. She's very wealthy, and she's very in control and very powerful person, which is weird because she's a female, and this is a long time ago. But, Mike, I feel like she owns, like, everything. She's had her share of enemies, let me tell you, who uh, have tried to kill her. So you said the legend of this Annie Palmer is a combination of two women. Mm -hmm. All right, so we got the first one. What about the second one? The second one was actually named Annie Palmer. Okay, so there was an Annie Palmer. There was an Annie Palmer, but there's nothing, no part of that biography fits her. There's no, the only connection is that her name. So anything that the legend says has nothing to do with the, the real Annie Palmer? Essentially, yeah. All right, so what do we know about it? Okay, so this is an image of, uh, of Annie Palmer. Now, this is her, or we think it's her? It's said to be of her. We don't know. It's a painting from, from that time. We know that she, she was originally English. She moved here in 1820. We know that her parents died when she was fairly young. Beyond that, she seems to have had a relatively uneventful upbringing. Okay, so what happens with her? Her husband died in 1827. Three years later, she lost title to the property. That was basically a year before the slave rebellion. After she lost the plantation, she moved to another part of the island, and she died in 1846. And how old was she? 34. Okay, was she murdered? No. As far as we know, natural causes. Is it possible she's in here? No, that's not possible. And how do we know that? Because we know where she was buried. We have a record of that. Okay. Same, so she's in the same place yep. as Rosa? Yep. They're both, they're both in the same cemetery. Essentially, none of the, the stories of cruelty and sadism and black magic, all the bad things that people talk about her had no relation to the real Annie Palmer. Okay. This crazy lady, she's pretty important. It's like she's 1860s. She had a lot of losses starting really early. This woman, she went crazy because her father died. Um, very attached, very attached to her father. Very attached. She seems very not stable right now. Lots of darkness. A lot of darkness here. Ben mentioned a bloody slave rebellion in Montego Bay. I'm heading over to meet with a local professor who says the fighting came really close to the property I'm investigating. So, Nicole, you told me on the phone that uh, the slave rebellion was the most important and violent uh, event that took place in Jamaican history. It was certainly one of the most important. On December 27th, 1831, this uh, Emancipation War started. This Emancipation War would see 60,000 enslaved Africans take arms against the colonial overlords, namely the white plantation masters. Okay, so what kind of a battle are we talking about? What would we have seen? This was a guerrilla fight. Okay. But it was also armed combat. Occasional fields were put on fire. So, Nicole, let me ask you a question. As far as the property I'm investigating, how close did this whole uprising get to it? 
Palmyra plantation, which was about two miles away, was burnt. So it is probably likely that the enslaved Africans, as well as the white management, if they couldn't see it, they could at least smell what was going on. So how long does this rebellion last? It was actually 10 days. I'm sure a lot of people got killed on both sides. Not quite. You see, over 500 people were killed and 14 of these individuals were white. Okay, so what did the plantation owners do after they stopped the rebellion? This was actually one of the most heartrending part of it. You see, innocent persons of uh, color could easily be rounded up. Okay. 312 were judicially executed. Several um, enslaved Africans were shot on the spot. In fact, they executed so many people that the bodies would pile up. Eventually, slavery was abolished. When did that happen here? The Emancipation Bill was passed. By August 1st, 1834, slavery ended. I'm seeing a lot of different things here. Like, first I'm feeling like all this panic and distress. Someone's bleeding, bleeding, cut, stabbed. Feels more like a stab right here, right here. This is a male, young male, tongue ripped out. There's a lot of f***ing horrible things being done to people. Now that I know the truth about Annie Palmer and the Bloody Slave Rebellion, I need to see if there's anything else that could help my case. So I'm at the local library. Searching through old records, I find a deadly rampage involving a man named Rudolph Franklin. Turns out, he lived on Rose Hall property. I'm heading over to meet a local Rastafarian activist who knows all about this deadly shootout. He told me the information he's got will be critical to my case. Well, Mr. Roscobby, I appreciate you meeting me. I saw an article during my research about a shootout between Rastafarians and police that was pretty deadly. When I looked at the research, everything came back to Rose Hall and the property I'm investigating. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to find out from you if you knew exactly what happened. What actually took place was this guy, Rudolph Franklin, who used to live on the Rosal property, and he was a worker there. And he has gotten some land uh, that he claimed that his father has given him. So there was a dispute because they wanted him off the land. Rastas weren't welcome. Now, did he have any paperwork documenting that he owned that property? Most Jamaicans didn't have paperwork that they owned any property. So now what happens in 1961 when the cops do eventually... In 1961, a dispute developed. Rudolph Franklin had his machete. He was on his property. And they told him to drop his machete. He perhaps refused to drop the machete. So he was shot. And they left him to die in the grass. So uh, he survived the shooting. He decided to come back with a, a personal grudge, a personal revenge. So he got some friends okay. together. They went to the gas station. The gas station set on fire. Cops came. And uh, there was a big clash between Franklin and his men and the policemen. You know, what, what was the outcome of this whole big mess? Well, by the time it was over, eight people got killed. One was um, Franklin himself got killed. Two friends that he brought there, two policemen got shot. One that was assisting the police also got hacked to death by Franklin's men and two other bystanders. So there's two people, they're both lying on the ground. It's dark out. There's a fire that's burning, and there's a man who 
is standing over them. And it's almost like a butchering, like you'd butcher an animal, <sighs> like he's being, you know, gutted. I saw several dead people during my walk, but the bizarre creatures guarding the dead outside posed the biggest threat. There were several trees, and there were these things that were probably like 10 or 12 feet tall. Mm-hmm. Like a fly with no head. But no face. No face. It was dark, very, very dark. Is this what you saw? Yes, that's what I saw. Now that Amy and I have completed our investigations, we're ready to reveal our findings to each other and our clients for the first time. Amy, I'd like you to meet Michael. Now, Michael gave up a banking job in New York a few years ago to come here and run this historic place, but he got a lot more than he bargained for. This is his mom, Mrs. Rollins. Back in 1965, her husband purchased this place. This is what it looked like when they purchased it. They spent years restoring it what it is today. And this is Janique. She's an employee of uh, Rose Hall. And uh, she's had more than her fair share of experiences. Now, Michael's the one that called us in. Activity's gotten really bad, and he wants to make sure he can continue on with the family legacy. Uh, so now that Amy knows a little bit about what's going on, I'm going to have her describe what she saw in her walk. When I arrived, there was a lot of chaos that was happening. I immediately encountered a male who was bound by his leg. And he was telling me how he had been here for a long time, but he was someone who was treated really like an animal. Then, right after him, I saw people were lined up and then set on fire. Then they were just kind of scattered and running while they're engulfed in flames. I think that this happened a very, very long time ago. That's pretty easy to explain. I mean, this place was a slave plantation back in the 1700s. At its peak, it had 500 slaves that lived, died, and were buried here. Now, you saw a lot of violence and a fire. Yeah. Now, it kind of sounds like you're talking about the slave rebellion that took place on December 27, 1831. Now, the slaves burnt down the plantations and took up arms to fight for their freedom. The battle lasted 10 days. The slaves were crushed. 221 died during that 10-day battle. Only 14 of those 221 were white. Now, afterwards, the whites that were here were out for blood. They wind up rounding up any blacks they could find on the streets, threw them in jail, tried them, and 312 were executed. Even though the whites won that battle, they lost the war because slavery was abolished in 1834 here. Now, Janique, you had experiences with slaves. Yeah. Explain to me what you encountered. So I went upstairs and I was cleaning the commode and there was a gentleman behind me. Oh, he's black. He had wounds on his skin and he grabbed my hand and he was saying, come with me. After a few minutes or so, there was a gentleman coming from all corners of the house. About four of them, all slaves, it seems, all wounded. I was afraid that I might have died or something. So, what else happened on your walk? 
I encountered this one guy. This is his favorite area. Um, he was very angry, uh, very forceful person. This guy causes issues with like living people, you know, has like tantrums and he'll like run into the wall and the door on purpose. You've had a lot of people telling you to hear footsteps. I've had people tell me that they'll be on the second floor and they'll hear, they'll hear things um, downstairs. That there's a lot of activity, a lot of movement, and all of that without people okay. really here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how he operates. So what else did you see? There were two women that I encountered on my walk. The first one was extremely old, very, very wealthy. She is from probably 16, 1700s. She was someone who was a decision maker and could implement power. And from my knowledge, as a woman at that time, that didn't happen. She was in control. Now you've heard stories for years, right, Mrs. Rollins, about people seeing an apparition of a woman? Yes. Michael, you had told me your daughter saw an apparition. Is it upstairs? Yeah, upstairs in the, in the far bedroom, in the far corner, which would be Any in his room bedroom. Right. Now's probably a good time to tell Amy about the legend of Annie Palmer, that everybody at this table believes is true, and everybody in town does, including my cab driver. Now, supposedly, she was a tyrannical and sadistic slave owner who ruled with an iron fist. She murdered three of her husbands, as well as countless slaves. Apparently, she's also buried right here on the prop. But Amy, this is only the legend. I did my own research, and I'll tell you about it in a minute. Michael, tell Amy about the Annie Palmer tours you run at night. As of close to two years ago, we started doing tours at night. People started hearing things, feeling as if a presence was there. They've been actually been touched. And then in, and in the most extreme cases, people felt as if they were pushed. Are you doing reenactments? Yeah, there's aspects of reenactments. Are you doing any of the bad stuff that happened? I mean, we designed the night tour so that we could bring a story to life. We never dreamt the spirits would do it for us. Now, who was the second woman you saw? The other woman that I met, who was younger, from around 1860. Her family, extremely wealthy. She was very well taken care of. She had definite father issues. I do think that people see her on the staircase. I think they would see her along the walls. She does like to be felt, so she'll literally put her whole physical self around a person. Now, I think I can clear this stuff up. I talked to an expert who wrote about Rose Hall. He says the legend of Annie Palmer is mostly false was that that legend may be the combination of two women that lived on this property at two different times. The first woman, Rosa Palmer, came here in 1746. Now, Rosa had four husbands, and three of them died right here on this property. There's no indication that any of them were murdered. She was also a very strong woman because she had to run the plantation in between husbands. So this is another aspect of what you said about the first woman. When she married her fourth husband, they built this house. And that's who he named it after. His name was Rose, they named it Rose Hall. 
Rosa Palmer died right here in Rose Hall in 1790 at the age of 72. But she's not buried here. Now, right here, I have the burial records for Rosa Palmer. She's buried at the St. James Church, about nine miles from here. Now, the second woman, she was actually named Annie Palmer, but the similarities end there. According to the author I spoke to, this is supposed to be the only known image of Annie Palmer. She said she had daddy issues. Her father died young. She moved here in 1820. Her husband dies in 1827. Now, in 1846, Annie Palmer died sick and broke on another part of the island at the age of 34. Now, is that her buried outside there? No. I mean, I have another doc that says she's buried in the same church cemetery as Rosa. I'm just shocked. It's a lot of information. The story is overwhelming. You can't change a legend. Let me ask you a question. You saw the two women, right? Yes. Does this look like who you might have seen? It does look uh, similar to the needy lady. Obviously, there's a huge mystery here. And, and I don't think that anyone is going to resolve this mystery. But from Steve's research that he presented, I need to just go with my gut. I think that this very strong, independent woman is possibly Rosa Palmer. I think the male that's here is probably one of her former husbands that she may have killed. As for the younger female that I encountered, this female, possibly Annie Palmer, because she had father issues and she is extraordinarily needy. Well, I think we need to really take a close look at, at doing as much as we can in order to not provoke something that has the ability to be awful. One of the things that I find very concerning is what I encountered in the backyard. And the interesting thing was that there were guardians of the dead. These things said to me to stay back, not to come there. They're about 12 feet tall, black body, bizarre arms and legs. They're very odd looking, so. I did do a sketch of what I saw. I'm dying to see what these things look like. Well, you weren't kidding when you said this is weird. This is what you got in your backyard, just so you know. Oh, they're horrific. They're capable, really, of anything, um, including death. So what do we need to do to make it all stop? The Guardians, they're making sure that nothing bad happens to the dead that were unjustly killed. And if these dead people feel threatened, they would reach out to these guardians and allow them to protect them. All right, well, I gotta ask. I mean, you think his nighttime shows here or well, was yeah, wasn't a problem? Yeah, that's what I'm saying is I'm nervous about that. Well, that, that makes me nervous, so. <laughs> The, the picture that you just showed. Well, Michael, you're a successful guy, and 
sure you got that way by tackling problems head on. And right now, there's a problem here. So the big question is, can you keep your father's legacy alive while ensuring the safety of your employees, your guests, and your family foremost? Without an answer, I'm going to turn it over to Amy and see what she can tell us. As far as the dead are concerned, I do believe that some of the reenactments probably need to cease. It is causing them stress. So I think that that needs to be curtailed. So we want to make them as comfortable as possible until they're able to, to go on. But as far as the guardians are concerned, offerings need to be made. Maybe once a month, bringing flowers and putting them out there. While you're doing this, all you're saying is, I respect what you're doing, thank you. That's it. Now, what do they do about the two women you saw? Rosa Palmer with the three husbands. Bring in a medium to talk to her and say, you know, look, let, let's do this nice. I can help you. I can help guide you to move on and this and this. I hope that goes well. All right, so now what about the, the second moment with daddy issues? Okay, so that person who could possibly be Annie uh, Palmer, um, I think that she actually will be the easiest person to go. She is looking for love. And I think that a medium who could connect with her would be able to talk to her, communicate with her, and let her know that it's okay and that she'll be reunited with those that she's looking for and has always been looking for and lost. The male is, is honestly going to be the most difficult person to remove. In order to remove him, you would need to have a priest come and do an exorcism. He's not budging. But I always thought an exorcism was the removal of the devil from a person. An exorcism can be done when a dead person is refusing to leave, he's going to have to be forcefully, unfortunately, removed. Now, to keep your father's legacy alive and, and to respect it, are you going to at least do what Amy tells you to do? We need to do that to protect people who, who are visiting at our invitation and our family and dad's legacy. So if that's what it takes to keep Rose Hall Great House safe and alive, then I think, um, of course, we'll do that. I think we don't have a choice. But. Presenting offerings to these creatures shouldn't be taken lightly, as they pose a very serious danger. But I believe if Michael and his mother follow my advice, the dead will be set free, and this family's legacy can continue safely for generations to come. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.